Being a Better Man, episode 167. All right, guys, welcome to Wednesday. Welcome to Storytime with Alf. Storytime is where I tell a true story from my strange and interesting life. The purpose of the story is not just to entertain you, but also to share with you the lesson or lessons I learned from that story. They might even cause you to reevaluate parts of your life and help you get lessons that you never knew were there. With that being said, just sit back, relax, and enjoy the story. I was still pretty young, in my early 30s, and I was long-haul trucking across the country. I had not got custody of my kids yet, and I was paying so much child support, I couldn't afford rent anywhere. So I was living in my truck as I worked, and trying to figure everything out. It was one of the low points of my life. It wasn't too bad. I had a comfortable bed in the truck and all my other personal hygiene and nutritional needs were met at the many truck stops that dot the country's roadsides. It was early December, and I had just made it back to the western side of the country after spending a few grueling weeks hauling freight back east. I had been gone for over a month, and I was on my way home to spend Christmas with the family up in Washington State. As a rule, I never picked up hitchhikers. For one, it was illegal because the truck's insurance didn't cover it. But also, it just wasn't too smart. You run into a lot of strange people out on the road, and you never know who you might be picking up. I was on the last leg of my journey, and I was really looking forward to getting home when I pulled into a truck stop in Boise, Idaho, now only about 535 miles separated me from my kids. I went in to get something to eat, and I noticed an older woman standing by the front door talking with people who came and went. She looked like somebody's grandma. She white curly hair, kind of a plump body, and she was wearing modest clothes that added to the grandma appearance. I thought it was kind of strange. She didn't look like a typical homeless person or a lot lizard. Maybe she was a stranded motorist just looking for help. I ate my dinner and made a phone call home. I watched a little TV in the driver's lounge, and then I got up to head out to my truck to continue my journey. As I left the truck stop, the old woman was still there. She asked me if I could help her, so I stopped and asked her what kind of problem she was having. For the next five minutes, she told me a horrible story of how she had been evicted from her home and she was trying to get out west where her family was going to care for her. She said she had not seen her kids in over five years and she had already come a long way and she was almost there. She was going to Seattle. With tears in her eyes, she asked me again if I could help her. She just needed a ride. I could feel my rule about hitchhikers becoming weaker. Her story really plucked at my heartstrings. She kind of reminded me of my own grandma. The sun had gone down and it was getting very cold outside, dipping down into the 20s. I explained to her that it was against the rules, that the company I drove for did not allow passengers. 
She nodded as if she had heard that before from someone else, and shivered a bit in the cold as her eyes fell down to her feet. I went back to my truck and started it up, but I just didn't feel right. I kept wondering what was going to happen to this old woman after I drove away. She was trying to get home to her family, just like I was. And what kind of man was I that I could leave this poor woman to the fates? I got out of my truck and I went back to her. I asked her if she had any luggage, but all she had was a very large purse. I told her I could take her to the outskirts of Seattle, and then I would have to turn south, but she would be close enough for her family to come and get her. She was gushing with thanks and gratitude as we walked back to my truck together. She climbed up in the passenger seat and got settled in, and we took off. I was feeling pretty good about myself. I was happy I had made the decision to help her out. As it turned out, that was a decision I was going to start regretting very quickly. We weren't even 10 miles down the road when she lit up a cigarette. I don't smoke, and I didn't allow smoking in my truck. It's where I lived. I explained this to her and asked her to put it out. She grumbled a bit, but did as I asked. The conversation in the truck started to take on a whole different vibe. She started talking about crazy things, things that didn't make any sense at all, like a story a little kid will tell when they make it up on the spot and none of the parts fit together. Some of her stories were just outlandish and obviously untrue. I started wondering how much of her original story was true. After a bit, she said she was tired and asked if she could lay on my bed. I didn't like the idea of a stranger getting on my sheets, especially a stranger as strange as this. So I told her she could lay down, but she'd have to stay on top of the blankets and not under them. She climbed back into the sleeper, and I was grateful I wouldn't have to listen to her incoherent babbling anymore for a while. It was full dark now, both outside and inside the cab. I started smelling something funny. It almost smelled like something was burning. Wait a minute, something was burning. I turned on the dome light and looked back into the sleeper to find my guest smoking under a blanket, as if that would conceal it. I don't raise my voice often, but I did then. I told her to put it out, and I let her know exactly how I felt about the whole thing, about how she was disrespecting my wishes when I was just trying to do her a favor. I told her she would have to sit in the seat for the rest of the ride. She was very unhappy after that. She got quite surly and was even yelling back at me. She even called me a few names. I was very upset and angry with myself for getting in this situation. Now I was driving around with a crazy old lady that thought she could do whatever she wanted. She had become a liability. I realized also that being a woman, an unbalanced one, she could easily take revenge on me by making any kind of false allegations she wanted at the next stop. I decided I would put her out at the next safe place to do so. But we were on a pretty long stretch of very desolate highway. She tried smoking two more times. She tried to start a few wacky conversations, but I had stopped replying to her. We drove the next two or three hours in silence. The whole time, I was trying to figure out the best place to unload her. We had traveled about 397 miles together, 
when I pulled into a truck stop in Ellensburg, Washington. I parked and explained to her that this was the end of the line. Trying not to be a total jerk, after all, she was still an old lady, or at least I thought she was, I told her I would buy her a meal and pay for a shower. She agreed. We went in, she ordered her food, and while she was eating, I went and took a shower of my own. Somehow, being in her proximity had made me feel less clean. When I got out of the shower, I found her and told her goodbye, and I left her in the lobby. When I got out to my truck, something told me I should inspect the passenger side where she had been sitting. If she forgot something, I didn't want any remnants of her left remaining. I opened up the passenger door, and then I screamed. Yes, I screamed. Not a high-pitched girl scream. It was a man's scream, but a scream nonetheless. The reason I screamed was because on the floorboard in front of the seat were two bloody feminine napkins. No effort had been made to conceal them. They were just sitting there staring at me. I ran around frantically until I found a stick in the parking lot and immediately scraped them out of my truck. Now I was really angry. I ran back into the truck stop to find this woman and give her another large piece of my mind, but she had vanished. She wasn't anywhere to be found. I was angry with myself for the rest of the way home. I felt like such an idiot to be taken in by her sob story. I thought about all the other things that could have gone wrong, but fortunately did not. I was also angry with her for taking advantage of my kindness. And that's the end of the story, and I learned a few things from this. In trying to be a good guy, I put everything in jeopardy. My truck, my job, and even my own life. She could have easily had a gun in that big purse. I was also reminded that my gut instinct should never be ignored. Before she even got in the truck, something felt off about the situation. My gut was trying to tell me something, and I simply didn't listen because I had been so taken in by her sad story. It might seem like the lesson would be to not trust strangers, or that no good deed goes unpunished, but I don't think so. I've helped out other strangers since then, a lot of them. I've tried to do good when the situation calls for it, and I have not had any other problems, because I follow my gut instinct first and foremost. It has never let me down. If a situation seems dicey, it probably is, and following my gut has kept me out of a lot of bad situations. Now head out into the world, and don't be afraid of helping people out. There are people who need help sometimes, and if we can, I think we should. However, do be afraid of what can happen when you don't follow your gut. One of the greatest kindnesses you can do for yourself is to pay attention to that little voice. It'll help keep you out of trouble so you can be a better man today than you were yesterday. Until next time, this is Alf Herigstad signing out.